Well, my friends, um, as we begin this season of Advent, we as Catholics are reminded on this first Sunday of Advent that we are people who are, as our Lord says in the Gospel, awake. That this is our mission. This is who we are throughout uh, the entirety of the last 2,000 years and who we are, be, are to be until our Lord comes back again. That we are those who are awake. We're ready. We um, are alert and prepared for the fact that Jesus Christ will come again. That we, Advent is, of course, the date is set around Christmas, right? It's, for, it's the fourth Sunday before Christmas to begin Advent because, of course, we're looking forward to celebrating the first coming of our Lord at Christmas. But what we need to focus on here at the beginning is the fact that, well, our Lord came at Christmas and we will celebrate that. He will come again. And we're to be ready for that. He tells us, be ready. He says it all throughout the Gospels. Be ready. Be alert. Be watchful. And that this is who we are as disciples of Jesus Christ. That we know he's coming. That we know he's going to come back. And that therefore we shouldn't be surprised when he does. We shouldn't be surprised if our Lord comes back before the end of this homily. We should not be at all surprised that he's here. It's like, no, this is, we've been waiting for you, Lord. A uh, little personal anecdote that just happened to me last night. I asked our focus missionaries who traveled for Thanksgiving break to call me or like, let me know that they get in safely and everything. Well, I didn't realize uh, Kevin was getting in at 1.30 in the morning. So Kevin very dutifully called me at 1.30 in the morning. I was asleep, um, but my ringtone is the same as my uh, alarm tone. So it woke me up and um, I, I, but I wasn't ready for his call. So I was a little disoriented when I picked up the phone, obviously, as most of us would be picking up the phone at 1.30 in the morning, because I wasn't expecting his call. If I had been waiting, if I knew Kevin gets in at 1.30, he's going to call, I'm waiting for him, it would have been a much different phone call. Um, it would have been my reaction would have been more prepared, and that this is what we're to be in Advent. We are a people who are prepared. If our Lord comes, it's not just going to you know, be this middle-of-the-night phone call, wake-up call. No, no, no. We're ready. Lord, yes, whenever you want to come, we're ready. We're awake. We're prepared. Now, the church throughout the ages um, has lived this preparedness. It's got to be in the way we act. The way we act has to change because we are prepared. Because we don't live just for this world. We live for the Lord Jesus. We live, we put on Christ, as St. Paul tells us. And so in this letter to the Romans, uh, Paul gives us some very specific ways that we as Christians don't act. Let us then throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly as in the day, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in promiscuity and lust, not in rivalry and jealousy. Paul tells us. And so, you know, it's interesting. Our focused missionaries working with our students, uh, they have what are called the big three. These are the three things that we want to try to instill in disciples of Jesus Christ. Sobriety, chastity, and excellence. That living in a college campus today, and all of us living in the midst of the modern world, to grow in the, to focus on these three sets the groundwork for how we live differently 
as disciples of Jesus Christ. Sobriety, chastity, and excellence. So first, sobriety. Um, Now, obviously, that means it it points most specifically to drunkenness. That, you know, it should be interesting. As Catholics, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we shouldn't get drunk. Like, Like, if you're drunk, you're not ready, right? You're not awake. You're not prepared. Like, if you're passed out from having had a little too much to drink at Thanksgiving dinner, um, then you're not going to be ready if Jesus comes, right? And at every moment, we have to be ready to welcome Jesus Christ. And so in a very particular way, chastity means, uh, not chastity, sobriety means um, that we don't overconsume any kind of intoxicating um, liquid in our day as well with regard to drug use or anything like that. That we as Catholics, like, this should just be a hallmark. I have net now, I wish this could be the case, but like I've never witnessed a Catholic get drunk. Just imagine what it'd be like if we could say that, right? Imagine what it would be like if people could say that about us. We've never witnessed a, a Catholic, a Christian, a disciple of Jesus Christ drink to excess. I just wish the world could say, or, you know, um, become uh, impaired uh, through drug usage or anything like that. Now, of course, when accidents happen, when things happen, we should always repent, but this should be a goal sobriety. But not only that, it's interesting, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, in talking about sobriety, says that it um, can be applied in a general sense, too, to anything that dulls our mind. Well, you know, he wasn't living in the 21st century with the proliferation of just media and just garbage media that just dulls our mind, that makes us lethargic. Let's just sit on the couch all day and watch daytime television, or let's, you know, subscribe to Disney Plus and just binge watch whatever's on that. You know, all of these things, and we in the modern world could all be guilty of that in some way, possibly, but um, media usage, and particularly stupid media, can dull our minds, right? If I'm just sitting on the couch going on my fourth hour of watching The Office, How ready am I for Jesus to come again right now? Like, really, no, my mind has been just dulled. Um, Good recreation is fine. Now, this is the thing, because with regard to uh, alcohol consumption and with regard to media, they can be used moderately, right? It's okay to watch an episode or two of television every now and again. It's okay to watch a good YouTube video. It's okay to have a drink every now and again. Sobriety doesn't mean abstinence from alcohol. It doesn't mean that at all. It means being able to use it temperately. That we can use these things in moderation. And that, that is, the very word sobriety comes from measure. Bria is the word for measure. So it's about using the right measure with regard to these things. Sobriety. Chastity. Chastity is about having reason dictate, particularly with regard uh, to anything relating to human sexuality, um, but then to, in a general measure, Uh, We can look at it with all forms of pleasure. That reason needs to dictate those, and there is a right place and a right time and a right context uh, for all forms of pleasure. Chastity deals primarily uh, with regard to sexuality, with regard to um, all the things relating to human sexuality. And again, this in our time, and particularly in our parish with a mission toward a university outreach, this is such an important virtue that we as Christians have to live the virtue of chastity. And that is, again, just like sobriety is not abstinence with regard to food and drink, chastity, a lot of people think of it as with regard to, like, celibacy, abstinence with regard to all forms of um, 
interpersonal sexuality. And like, no, that's not it. Uh, celibacy is a particular dedicating of one's sexuality to Almighty God, but all people are called to live chastity. That it's right reason with regard to human sexuality. It's, right re- it's in the right place, in the right time, in the right context, um, which is, um, for anything beyond small shows of affection, within marriage. And that we as Catholics hold that. And that this should be a defining characteristic of our, who we are as Catholics. This should be a defi- We live the virtue of chastity that we have particularly in a world post-sexual revolution, that we live the virtue of chastity, that we promote the virtue of chastity, that we really, this is important for us. And then finally, excellence. Excellence, striving for greatness. It's not enough just to be mediocre. We should strive for greatness. St. Paul talks about not in rivalry and jealousy. Someone who's truly excellent is seeking to do the good, the best, for its own sake. Not because I just want to be better than someone else. No, no, we should all seek in whatever our profession is, in our families, in everything, we should strive to be the best. We want to be the best. And as Catholics, this should be a motivating force. Everything we do, we do for the glory of God. And so we should do the best we can. Every little thing. Every homily I give, should want, I should want to be the best homily ever. Every interaction with our family, it should be the best ever. Striving for excellence every minute at work, even if no one's watching, even if it's okay to just cut corners. No, no, no. As Christians, we should be excellent. We should strive for excellence, sobriety, chastity, and excellence. We are the people who act different because we know Jesus is coming. We know our Lord will come back. We are watching. We're waiting. We are preparing. Just a final note. We hear from the book of the prophet Isaiah that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and all nations shall stream toward it. When we as Christians act differently, when we allow ourselves um, to live these virtues, when we really are watching and waiting every minute of every day, then that is what converts the world. Our example. Before any preaching, it's our example. How do we live as Catholics? This is what converted the Roman Empire. That the Catholics, these believers in Jesus Christ, they live in a way where they observe these virtues, where they don't murder each other, where they observe sobriety, chastity, and excellence, even in the early Christians. And it convert, people wanted to join up with that. If we live this, that would be the best impact we could have. And we, we, our church, will be established as the highest mountain. And all nations shall stream toward it. So today we ask the Lord that we may always be awake. That we be ready for his coming. That we be prepared. That we live the virtues of sobriety, chastity, and excellence. And that witnessing our commitment to Jesus Christ all nations will be converted and come to love and serve Jesus Christ, our King, who is to come again.